notice some of the differences between urban and rural communities, that is, between those who live in the city and those who live out in the country. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I've noticed a few interesting differences the more time I, I spend interacting in, in, in both uh, worlds. Um, really, all, all you need to do is look at a political map during election time to see that, by and large, um, it's the cities and, and your more metropolitan areas that tend to lean liberal, um, while it's, it's those in more agricultural places that tend to lean conservative. Um, or the fact that that city life is typically known for its more fast-paced, on-the-go approach, while uh, those out in the country are known for, uh, for taking things uh, at a slower pace um, and, and having the, the kind of attitude that, you know, it's, it's a good thing to put down roots and to put down roots early. Um, I, I know there are several trends that differentiate city and country life. Sometime I think I might uh, circle back and, and, and spend more time exploring uh, some of those interesting aspects. But one of the things I thought I'd talk about in this episode is the trend of uh, varying family sizes between urban and rural groups. Uh, it, it actually may be less the case today than it's been in the past, at least in the United States. Here I'm recording this uh, while we're still waiting for the results to come back from our latest 2020 census. So I'm not 100% sure where the numbers show uh, currently. Uh, but traditionally speaking, farmers and, and, and those in your rural community have had more uh, members per household than those in the city on average. Um, obviously, this, this point is, is based on statistics and doesn't reflect every family situation. Uh, not everyone in the country has a large family, uh, just as it's true that not everyone who lives in the city has a small family, but uh, proportionally and historically, the stereotype has been true. Uh, there was a report put out several years ago by the United Nations that was uh, tracking these numbers, not just in the United States, but around the world. Uh, the report uh, stated, quote, agrarian societies have typically been characterized by high fertility. Broadly speaking, urban residence is associated with lower fertility and smaller household sizes. A recent United Nations report listed more than 100 countries and territories for which distributions of households by size were available. A recent summary of the data shows that for the developing countries, most of which have not reached high levels of urbanization, average household size is approximately 5.2 persons compared with an overall average of 3.5 persons for the more developed countries, most of which are highly urban Broadly speaking, then, average household size in the less urbanized countries tends to be approximately 50% greater than in the more urbanized countries. I guess it's important to clarify which the report does, that uh, what, what constitutes a family obviously differs from culture to culture, um, and that household size doesn't necessarily reflect family size, but uh, broadly speaking, and it uses that language deliberately, broadly speaking, it seems evident that agrarian uh, agricultural uh, societies do have larger families. Now, uh, the reason why that trend rings true is, is um, somewhat complicated. Uh, the, the report I looked at was, was something like 185 pages long and touched on a lot of different factors. I won't bore you trying to, to unpack all of those. Suffice it to say, a, a, a full explanation to, to uh, the trend can't be boiled down to a convenient formula. But, but for the sake of this episode, I, I will give you 
uh, three factors I think are worth mentioning. Uh, the, the first and, and maybe most obvious reason why rural families tend to be larger than urban families is because uh, rural couples evidently spend more time in the bedroom making babies. <laughs> uh, now, that may sound like an oversimplified reason, but hey, if, if Occam's razor is true and if the simplest explanation is likely the correct one, uh, where there are more babies being born, perhaps there is more reproduction happening, right? I'm going to assume you've all heard the birds and bees talk and already know that babies don't come from storks, right? They come from God's good gift of sex. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's simply the nature of God's design. And evidently, it's true in more ways than one, that those in the country are more in tune with nature than those in the city. Um, I understand things like contraception and abortion are also factors. Uh, which, which we will come back to here in a little bit. But um, if you just think about the day-to-day logistics and patterns of farmers versus corporate executives, for example, which do you think spends more time at home with their wives? W- whether it's net hours at home during the day or net hours during certain seasons out of the year, while both are hardworking, the nature of the farmer's work gives him more flexible opportunities at home than the executive has who's stuck at his desk at, at, at the office for more hours, weeks, and months out of the year than he's able to spend at home with his wife. I think that's, that's one reason why uh, newly married soldiers and, and public servants in the Old Testament were instructed to take a year-long sabbatical at home with their wives uh, right before reporting to their duties either on the battlefield or in the city. Why? Uh, because once they'd commuted off to work, uh, once they'd commuted off to their other obligations, there'd be no, there, there would no longer be a chance to see their wives for any meaningful time for the, for the foreseeable future. And, and, and you see that in Deuteronomy 24, verse 5. It's hard to have children when the husband is rarely home. I saw an article by Fox Business that reported that that farmers do, in fact, stay a lot busier on the farm and at the farmhouse than than those in other professions, according to a British survey. I'll post the link in the description, and and, and you can look that up yourself. Uh, But but out of a pool of 2,000 men and women surveyed, farmers reported having the most uh, active marriages, followed by architects, followed by hairdressers. Take that for what it's worth. I won't read too much into the to the runners up on the list, except to wonder how many of those uh, architects and hairdressers ran their studios out of their home. Uh, to, to quote the article, the, the lifestyle factors of our jobs, such as flexibility of working hours and the environment, have an impact on all our lives, including our sex lives. The, the, the point I'm just trying to make is, there is a likely correlation between having time to make babies and babies being born. Those in the rural community, farmers especially, are afforded such time. Well, a second reason why rural families tend to to be larger than urban families, historically speaking, is because uh, of the practical benefit children provide to those rural families. Uh, my, My wife sometimes gets stopped at the grocery store as she's hauling around our five kids in tow. And, and people often say to her, I just, I just don't know how you do it. Uh, 
I don't know how you'd do it. We stopped at two kids because two kids were enough to drive us crazy. How in the world do you manage five? Actually, we know families with, with a seven or eight kids, so to us five doesn't even seem like, like a lot, but the questions still come. And, and obviously, at the produce aisle at the grocery store isn't the best place to explain the logistics of how large families work. So uh, my, my wife usually just smiles and places the bananas in her cart and moves along. Uh, but, but if she had the time to sit down with that frantic mother of two who is ready to pull her hair out, what my wife would say to her is, you know what, I don't know how you do it without the helping hand of older siblings to keep an eye and an extra set of hands on the little ones, freeing you to focus on what's on the shopping list. The, the, the truth of the matter is, in many ways, larger families are easier to manage than smaller families, especially smaller families that still have younger children, because of the help older siblings provide in larger families, not just keeping an eye on the, uh, the younger brothers or sisters, but in all aspects of family life whether that's mowing the yard or taking out the trash or uh, building that shed, a capable young man helping dad uh, or, or a few capable brothers tag-teaming to help dad makes all the difference. Or uh, having a capable young woman helping mom or a few capable uh, sisters tag-teaming helping mom prepare dinner, dusting the shelves or, or lending a hand at the grocery store again makes all the difference. Listen, so it's been for generation after generation on the farm. If you can imagine the benefit older siblings can offer while grocery shopping, just imagine the benefit they provide in managing the garden or the barn or the market. In many ways, farm life is easier with a larger family. On a farm, an extra child isn't just another mouth to feed, he, he or she is another set of hands to help mom and dad produce an even greater bounty for the family to enjoy. I, I'll go ahead and admit to you that, that yes, in less productive contexts, when, when an, an impoverished family has more kids than they're able to take care of, requiring the taxpayer and, and the welfare state to fit the bill, of course children can be viewed as a burden and, and viewed as a drain. Um, but in a productive context, the opposite is true. Rather than, than being a drain, children become an asset. Rather than being consumers depleting uh, society's food supply, children become contributors helping to fill them. It also used to be true on, on farms when households were multi-generational. You know, when grandma and grandpa used to live on the property, uh, that the more kids... Uh, you had the more stable your retirement. Why is that? Well, because there are more hands on deck to share the task of caring for grandma and grandpa. It didn't fall on the shoulders of, of one or two children, but, but caretaking could be spread out over what eventually becomes, as the children grow up, multiple branches of extended family. So having more kids provided a practical benefit, both short-term and long-term, to the families that, that had them. Um, a third and final reason I'll share for, for why rural families tend to be larger than urban families is because of, uh, it's because of the old-fashioned values that were, and I believe to be still, held by so many in the rural community. When I look at the census data for urban versus rural households, there are a few interesting things that, that jump out to me. 
Uh, one is the increasing median age of those getting married in the city. Uh, that is to say, if, if you haven't noticed, those in urban areas are putting off marriage much later than those in the country do. And, and naturally, what happens as a result is the window of time and fertility for women to have children is shortened, resulting in less children being born. That, that makes sense. Closely related to that, I think, is the increasing number of women in the workforce now splitting their attention between work and home. More and more families in the city are choosing not to have children so as to, to not allow those children to interfere with their work. Uh, granted, the number of stay-at-home moms is, is close to the same in both city and the country, except for uh, that prime childbearing age of, of 20 to 35. In other words, during that natural window of fertility, there are less women participating in the workforce in rural areas. No doubt that affects the number of children being born. Um, not, not only that, but I mentioned earlier that contraception and abortion are, are also likely factors. The degree to which access to, to these kinds of things are available is uh, is more concentrated in the city than it is in the country. But you know what? Far more relevant than access to these kinds of things is the difference in the overall attitude uh, that, that people have towards them. That There is a fundamental difference in worldview, uh, by and large, as relates to children and family between the two environments. On the one hand, as I'm sure you already know, in the cities there is a widely more liberal, uh, progressive feminist attitude that tends to place a stigma on having too many children uh, or on, on having children at inopportune times, referring to them as, quote, unwanted pregnancies. And, and as a result of that, there, there exists a societal push to prevent or outright abort, as the case may be, children from, from, from being born. On the other hand, in, in uh, the rural culture, there is a uh, widely more conservative, uh, fundamental, faith-driven attitude that, that tends to embrace the gift of children in whatever time and quantity God chooses to give them. Uh, not only that, but the entire idea of, of aborting a pregnancy is, is believed to be murder for most conservatives, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Uh, while the idea of, of preventing a pregnancy by contraception is, is just as contrary to nature to many other conservatives, um, such fundamental differences in worldview, understandably, have a huge effect on the size of families. Therefore, uh, while we can all learn a lot by the number of red and blue ballots that are cast on Election Day between cities and, and those in the country, you know what? Um, we, we can also learn a lot by the number of red and blue sippy cups that are sitting out on the family's dinner table. Um, again, to be clear, I'm, I'm just speaking in, in generalities. Not all conservatives live in the country and, and not all liberals live in the city. Um, in, in the same way, not all conservatives have large families and not all liberals discourage having large families. In fact, I, I know... Uh, many God-fearing conservative evangelicals who don't have any children, uh, either because of circumstance or by choice. I also know many liberal feminist atheists out there who absolutely adore kids and, and who have more place settings at their table with kids eating at them than I have at my own. Uh, so uh, we, we have to be careful that we don't overgeneralize. 
but, but the census data tells a story, right? Just as the red and blue political map tells a story. If there's a takeaway I'm trying to convey here, I guess it's to appreciate the longstanding tradition and values of, of those in the rural community in general uh, in, in their giving attention to things like the priority of marriage, uh, to, to the value and contribution of children, and to, the, to a fundamental belief in a biblical worldview that bears witness, in my opinion, uh, against so much of the uh, social progress, which, which I hesitate to even call progress happening in the secular world. I'll end with a, a, a quote by uh, uh, a fellow pastor named Vodi Bakum. Uh, Vodi says, The size of our families has become a matter of income and convenience. Our attitude toward children is a boy for me and a girl for you, then praise the Lord, we're finally through. I'm amazed at the number of people I meet who live in 2,000 square foot homes with two cars parked outside and argue that they can only afford to have one or two children. Amazing. Our forebears, and, and, and I would argue a lot of those forebears are, are uh, farmers in rural areas, successfully raised houses full of children in homes that we would now consider meager at best. But somehow, we can't afford it. Folks, children are a blessing from the Lord, not a burden. As, as the psalmist says, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, the children of one's youth... Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. That's all I'll say for today. Uh, I'll invite you, if you haven't already, to, to like and subscribe to our channel. Um, and uh, stay tuned for, for more episodes to come. Until then, God bless and, and thanks for watching. Mm-hmm.